The Dude Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dude Fox Podcast. I'm Ronnie, he's Paul, and the tangerine pound rolled in our broth this weekend, and the pies are still shite. The Sins Championship got underway, Friday night football, and by 8.30 the game was done, the shed were tapped, energy, drive, commitment, and on the front foot from the start, yes please. Join the conversation on our socials, we're at Dude Fox Podcast, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, United lay down a marker, brilliant pies, the rumour mill, B-team, BH heads home, our new shitey game thing, on this day with the Arab Archive, and our podcast pal Danny McGinley is off to Pastors New. It's all coming up on episode 202 of the Dode Fox podcast. Hi, I'm Johnny Russell and you're listening to the Dode Fox podcast. Welcome back to the award-winning Dude Fox podcast with the life in plastic. It's fantastic, Paul McNichol. And if there's one thing I know, it's a good pair. Ronnie Costello, any significance for that music? I've, I've, I've no idea where that, where that uh, come from, what inspired that we outburst there. No I, idea whatsoever. I just hope we're going to get sued for the aqua. No, no, it's fine. They'll get the Royal Ace, don't worry about it. Okay, okay. Any 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 that, reason I mean, that might be on? I, I, I can't. Barbie. It's no. It's not a toy I've played with for at least thirty four years. No, not <laughs> anything else. Anything else? I, I mean, I kind of think Rondo. I kind of think you'll hit a you'll hit enlighten us. Is there a film at the cinema or anything there, there you've might, been to see? I mean, there might be a film that, that is out of the cinema at present, yes. I, I mean, mean, as a as a gentleman, your get out is obviously mm. who the star is. And you quite fancy Ryan Gosling, but there's that. There's no get out. I, I, I was there. I saw the first twenty minutes. I fell asleep. Oh, there we go. Eh? It was a big lot of a big lot of nonsense. In I my fell asleep. That, that that honestly is a hand on heart true story. I hope when you fell asleep, your hands were out. Just let's let it down. <laughs> they absolutely were. Yeah. Right. So we are back. The cinch is underway. We will get to that. We will also get to your voicemails. Thank you very much to those who dropped by dodefoxpodcast.com. And Paul said to me, have I done any voicemails? I said, yep, there's a few to play out. And he said, any of them pushed? And I said, mm, no, I don't actually think so. But you have not heard them yet because you want to hear them as mm-hmm. part of the episode yep. and react to them and whatever else. So no, I don't think anyone was. But thank you very much to those who have uh, got in touch. Um, if you are thinking, because someone actually asked what the number was to it, you just go to the website, there's a wee microphone icon, press that and you get two minutes to leave us a message. And that's it. Nice and simple. No number. We will get to them. Lots have happened this week as always. Let's start with players moving out. Mm-hmm. The uh, first one, I think, might have been Lewis O'Donnell, who has joined Kelly Hearts on loan until January. We've seen 20 minutes of him last week, yeah. and now he's after Kelly. Yeah. A good, probably a good move. Well, if he gets played, yeah. Mm. If he gets played. And th- there's no there's no loan report as such yet. Because uh, we're still quite early in the season, and he, he only got four minutes yesterday at the the Sean Dillon Arena up in Montrose, uh, but that's possibly just because he's he's only just joined. Did the win? Uh, Kelly did win two 0 Yeah, uh, it was two 0 when he came on. 
But as long as as long as we're putting out young guys that we believe in on loan and they're going to get minutes, then mm-hmm. of course, like if they're if they're no on our plans, then it makes perfect sense. But the last couple of years, from the outside looking in, certainly has been a bit pointless and like borderline shambolic when you look at the situation with Declan Glass, like loaning him out in January and <laughs> what did he play about? 60 minutes the, the rest of the year or something it was pointless I think out the we said this either towards the end or right at the start of this season but when we were talking about the loans for last year you were looking at Kai's was clearly a positive yep that worked. Flynn Duffy I think that done okay over the year Flynn, Flynn's two loan spells like he, he, he went to Peterhead and played a lot of minutes and he went to Stirling uh, when, when I think he was meant to be there initially when Kai was still there but then Kai got recalled when we thought it was wise to let go of Tony Watt and bring nobody else in uh, but Flynn, Flynn done quite well. Leighton Bislin got a lot of minutes yes, uh, last last season uh, at Peterhead, but Peterhead were a basket case last season. Uh, but in general, the amount of times that I was saying so and so, he was on the bench, the whole mm. guy, it was so things like that are pointless, in, in my opinion. And then I can what I can what the benefit is to loaning young boys to teams that are not going to play them. Like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. You're not going to get any better, uh, and it's. They'll get an experience, all right, but it's not a particularly great experience. So hopefully, Lewis, and he is a good player. I've seen him a good few times now in the academy games. Uh, he's definitely got something. So hopefully he goes there and he gets some minutes and then uh, we'll see if he's there the whole season or if it's just half the season. Yeah, and obviously the big news was uh, the start of the weekend was Charlie Mulgrew left. Yeah, yeah, and it was something that in hindsight, if it had happened 12 months ago, then wouldn't have been against it. But it's happened, he was never going to play any part this season, that much was, I think it was quite obvious that the club basically made that known, I think he was training with the academy lads, uh, latterly, and it was just a case of getting him and the club in some sort of agreement about a payoff or whatever I would imagine, and just getting him out the door and he can he can move on to whatever he wants to move on to, Celtic TV or whatever it is mm. that he's got his sights on. Apparently Thistle's the rumour. Well, that's that's bra by me. <laughs> I'm more than happy with that. Yeah, and it, I think everyone's been. I mean, he put a, he, again. He whether he's playing the game or whatever you want to say, but he put a post on obviously on Instagram and said, you know, thanks for his time. It was a club that gave him his debut. Um, but when we look at it, it's obviously we wanted to see the first season Charlie Mulgrew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and it didn't happen. And it also didn't help given who he was playing in front and he wasn't really playing behind a defensive midfielder yesterday either, no. last season either no. but ultimately it wasn't up to his standards that I imagine he has pretty, got pretty high ones for himself yeah of course uh, of course but and it might just be like an age thing like, um, he might just hit the wall in terms of what his body and what he's capable of doing as a footballer it's hard to say but like the first season he came in I was against it he was brilliant he proved me completely wrong uh, he he probably proved quite a few people wrong because the amount of, amount of appearances that he had that first season and his contributions at both ends, uh, it was fantastic. He had a brilliant first season and last season was was just a disaster uh, for, a, for a number of reasons, you know. Uh, he, he was, at best, he was wildly out of form. At worst, he's done. Uh, I thought he was done uh, and I said that last season. But if he's wanting to go to, to Partick, then, then fine, crack on. Please play every game. <laughs> 75 appearances, six goals in his uh, second spell. And late last night, it was announced that Aziz Beach has completed a permanent move to Melbourne City for an undisclosed fee. Not the biggest surprise, no. given no. it's that, given everything that, that's going on with him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think everyone would have loved to have seen him in a better performing team. 
certainly last season. Didn't ever expect him to pull a shirt on this season. No. You know, with everything in it, it's probably a move that just suits everyone. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I didn't I didn't think like when we we signed him on a two year deal and obviously I think the I think anyway, it's only my opinion, but the club must have thought, right, he'll be in a short window in the World Cup. Maybe somebody'll mm-hmm. buy him in the summer for like uh, an inflated fee or, or whatever. Uh I dare say that's not happened. An undisclosed fee, these things kinda you, you never know, do you? Like was it twenty grand, was it hundred grand? What was it? Like well well I don't know if I'll ever know or if it comes out in the accounts the following year or whatever. But it's it's a shame. It's a shame that the way it's happened, he could never have been accused of giving anything less than he's all. Last season, he was very good for us. Uh, although he didn't start great, if we're being honest, like people were on his back. He and there was there was boys querying how this boy has managed to play x amount of times for his country. Uh, but he but you saw that the more he played, uh, the better he got. He gave everything. Uh, heart on his sleeve type of guy and as it's 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 a shame what's happening what's probably the main driver behind him heading back home uh, and obviously he goes as as does Mulgrew he goes with the, the best wishes uh, but you obviously you hope everything goes well for him and his family yeah 100% uh, just the, the type of character you needed you know backs against the wall was always up for it and then when you see him like in the World Cup it was thinking Mm-hmm. He is so up front every time he steps on that field. Ah, no respect or uh, anybody's name or anything. You saw that when he had Messi nearby the throat. Uh, that, that's what you, like boys in football in general. They need more of that about them, mm. you know. And he backed up. You know, he was one of our best players last year. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, but I never thought he was going to be here uh, for the second season anyway. Regardless, even if I had stayed up, it was similar to the. The Levitt thing, when you sign guys like that for two years, it tells me, or it, it makes me think that the club are looking at getting a good season out of these guys and then and then selling them on. Rumours. Heard a cracker or rumour during the week. Mm-hmm. Right, and it involves Craig Sibbald. Okay, so this is pre the Arbroath game and everything, right? So this is during the week I have this. Getting dreadlocks. Apart from them, because yeah. they're going to happen, obviously. I mean, definitely happening. So two names was linked in a swap deal. No at the same time, but one of these players, right? And I'm just going to say them to you and see what you think. So this is a swap deal. I'm just going to leave that leave that there, right? The first player is Max Anderson at Dundee. Mm-hmm. No. The second player is Sean Byrne at Dundee. No. <laughs> I wouldn't take both of them for him. Uh, I, I don't know much about Max Anderson. But I know that he doesn't get a game for Dundee or doesn't get much of a game. Sean Byrne, uh, Dundee fans loved him when they signed him from. I didn't think he was particularly great at Livingston. And then did he go straight to Dundee or did he go? I can't remember. But he ended up at Dundee anyway. And they, uh, the, the mates, the, or my mates that support Dundee, they absolutely love Sean Byrne. Mates? Well, Dundee. Well, Same it's, sense. It's, it's the way it goes. It's the way it gets. Uh, it's a nice city that way. <laughs> uh, but they loved him. And I, I just never ever saw. What what he done for for the team? Uh, he's he's maybe just one of these tidy, unspectacular players. I don't know, but he's he's never done anything that would make me think that that would be a good deal if we were to swap our player of the year for last year. If you want to dish out a player of the year in a relegation season, uh, and I think Sybil this season he started he started very well. So unless he's wanting to go, I wouldn't be have a mind to be letting him go anywhere at present. Mm, yeah. Certainly not for they two. Absolute neeps. Yeah, well, that was that was what come out uh, sort of during the week again. It, it didn't. Uh, it's one of them that could have just been thrown about, but it just caught my eye a little bit. And I thought, oh, I'll just keep an eye on that one. 
But anyway, the Sidge underway Friday night football away to Arbroath. What could possibly go wrong, Paul? Nothing. Nothing. I was feeling confident before at Rondo. Uh, me and the wee man were speaking about it and I, I actually I said to him, what do you fancy the score to be? And he was like, I'm not sure. I said, well, I'll tell you, I think it'll be 3 now. He's like, United. I was like, I'll wrap your purse. <laughs> of course, it'll be 3 now, United. Uh, I just felt confident just from what we've... Like, I, obviously, I absolutely panned them after the Spartans game. And I, I'm, we're not going to keep going over that because it's done, it's dusted, it shouldn't have happened, but it did, but it's mm. in the past. But but game on game, there, there was improvements. And you saw it yourself with your own eyes down at Carlisle. They played very well. Like There was a lot of good movement, a lot of good football in that game. We looked tight at the back. We looked like we were going to score most times. We went up the park and there was, the improvement had been there. Now, obviously, you, you didn't know how much to take from that because you didn't know how good Carlisle are. It's also a friendly. How how invested are they in, in that game? Are they just trying to get minutes in boys' legs? And then the game becomes a farce when you mark 10 subbies. But the signs were all pointing towards improvement. So I was very confident. Arbroath didn't have a good season last year. So they'll, I'm thinking they'll be near the bottom of that league again this year. And I know that everybody says it. And it's probably true that it's no easy to go there and get a result because Gayfield isn't the easiest place usually. But there wasn't a breath of wind on Friday. Like it was... A nice night. You know, it was probably the best conditions you'll ever get for playing at, at Gayfield. So Big difference going back there January 2nd. Oh, it'll be Baltic. <laughs> it'll be Baltic, but we'll be 10 points clear by that. So yeah, Done. It's a free hit. <laughs> but Friday night on the telly, uh, again, it is that, the banana skin. Mm. And Jim Goodwin said it after that, you know, every football fan going would have been wanting an Arbroath win. Yeah, but that's normal, isn't you it? You know, there have been... A set of fans sitting with their bookmarks ready to go. Yeah, you yeah, know, of course, that's normal that people would would look at that and and hope that the the bigger teams slip up. Mm. And it was a unchanged team from Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we I think we said it probably would be. I, I don't know. I, I said last week I probably if everyone's fit would have swapped out Fotheringham for middle in, and I would, you could make an argument for Graham and Holt, but like we went with the same team and uh, it, it was the right team. Started on the front foot, that's mm-hmm. what I said at the start. I mean, there's a lot for uh, going to, uh, putting markers down first day of the season. You know, we'd all love to start at home, but given it was only, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour along the road, 3,000 3, plus yeah. in the, uh, the away uh, terracing stand, you know, and... It, <laughs> I kind of I, I've said this before. I like the Friday nights because you've got your weekend. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't do that well, looking at you, Aloha, then it ruins your weekend. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm saying I kind of went shouldn't have fear like yeah, MD. No nothing watching last. And I, I can't mind when it was, but Inverness played the wee team the other night mm-hmm. or day or whenever it was, and I might, I stuck on for maybe half an hour. And I'm thinking that not not only does the Inverness team no scare us. Mm-hmm. Neither do they. No. And I'm thinking, how could we how could we go to Gayfield thinking this could be tough? Yeah. No danger. Like no. I, I, I didn't feel like that going in. No, neither did I. And and you go into I mean, dare I say, I mean, there has been improvements in the stadium, but it's the same stadium really. But it's that unique feel of back on a on a terrace and standing, mm-hmm. getting in there. And it I mean, you knew there was going to be more. That's how we try to get in early. Uh, massive queue at the pair shop, and I thought, oh, that's good. I could bu- bypass that, <laughs> and then we went. Team come out unchanged, thinking, yeah, fine, go for it. Let's mm-hmm. see where we're at. And then, obviously, notable that 
any of the guys that were 50 50 didn't actually make it mm. even on uh, to the bench and then even in the build up there was uh, the fun and games towards Rob Douglas that I think he yeah. quite likes well he's a good sport isn't he <laughs> and it's no like you could argue it maybe crossed the line back in the day when he was actually in the goal for Dundee I think it was Mayor just slagging his waistline and, and mm. stuff like that these days uh, but uh, he, he does he takes it in good spirits and I dare say anybody singing that song wouldn't have said it to his face yeah. <laughs> he's a big guy uh, he would kill a man with one punch probably yeah, <laughs> but, but he does he takes it well and it's I, I like to believe that it's in good good spirits yeah but we came out of the traps we only did. took well 11 minutes well it wasn't even I mean you're, you're bypassing about three chances before we even get our goal Rondo like we I think we've got I think Scott McMahon has one cleared off the line you've got Louis Moult taking a great touch for a Middleton cross uh, I think it was a Middleton cross and they keep on making a good save and that's within the first four minutes mm. you know we couldn't have started the game much better uh, and, and it was class like, I don't think uh, the whole the whole thing and we'll, we'll, we will go over the game but the whole night felt really comfortable really really comfortable and I think that was because we led from the start and we were just at them all the time. We never gave them a minute's piece. Mm. Uh, and we actually, it was, when I was walking away from the stadium, I, I felt this is the complete opposite of last season's feelings. Because I used to come away thinking, Christ, every time the opposition had the bar, I thought we were going to concede. And I didn't think we were ever going to score. But every time we went up the park on Friday night, it felt like we might create something here. And, I, and I, apart from the, the slight deflected shot at 1-0, I think it was Ryan Dow that took the shot and the, mm-hmm. it kind of wrong foots the keeper. Apart from that. Only the, save of the night. Yeah, but there, there was nothing that really troubled me. I know that they had a couple of crosses into the box near the end, but there was nothing that really caused any concern. I just thought that, that we played really, really well. Uh, and, and, and to your point, to go back to the, the start, it was a great start. Like we, we were at them for the get-go. And how many times have you seen teams that ah, you, you've started well, but you're needing a goal? But we got a goal. We got our goal in 10, 11 minutes, uh, and it was a good goal, a great finish. Mm. Yeah, and you were right. It was, you know, the Maldi cleared off the line. You had um, Gaston there, Safi Mole. Um, one, one thing that was interesting, it was in the build up that this is Arbo's fifth year in the championship. Yeah, and that that's a hell of an achievement for them. Yeah. But but still, we should still be beating them, like, regardless of yeah. how well they've done and how well they're doing. Uh, it's still a, a game that we should always be looking to take three points from. Yeah, and the goal itself comes from a mistake. We capitalise on that when Baldic gives it to Louis Moult for some reason. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't until I watched the game back on TV that I that I realised uh, that he was like an ex Rangers youth player, and that that made me smile inside uh, that he's gave the ball away. Uh, and yeah, we capitalised like we were very, very ruthless. Louis Moult pass. Mm-hmm. Is it intended for Middleton or was he looking for Tory Watt? It's it's one of the I, you know what I think he I think if we were to ask him he'd probably be honest uh, and say Glenn Middleton. Well, <laughs> it's hard, it's hard to say, isn't it? Because I think it is for Middleton, mm-hmm. uh, just because he, in my opinion, anyway, he's got the, the better opportunity. But then I've looked at that the goal about fifteen different times now, you know. So maybe in the moment he was thinking. Uh, if he has missed hit the pass, if he's thinking Tony Watt was the better option, I don't think he ever was. But no, I think it was aimed at Middleton. But the TV weren't convinced; they thought it was maybe an overhit pass. It's a great break as well, because given where Glenn Middleton's starting position mm-hmm. is, it is very good. Yeah. You know, he, he bursts but, it together. But that, that was uh, that was a theme on the night. We were really 
really good on the counter attack. Mm. Not that we had to be on the counter attack too much, but like we were breaking at pace, which is bizarre to say that about a Dundee United side because it, it tends not to happen. It usually happens to us, but nah, it was it was it was breakneck speed and it was ruthless at the end because we buried it in the net. Yeah, and it didn't take uh, too long to go two either. Twenty five minutes in. It was 2-0 up and again between that 15 minute stage we had plenty of the ball plenty mm. more chances in there yeah, yeah, before we the second came we were comfortable as I said the only thing that, that kind of caused me a wee bit of a heart palpitation was the Ryan Dow shot because any time that somebody takes a shot and it's a deflection you could see in, in real time the keeper's wrong footed you're like oh no here we go again uh, but that was dealt with and then again Louis Molt with an R assist uh, and Kujo, who I think is getting better and better every single week. Uh, I mean, you couldn't have been any cooler or calmer in his execution of the chance. That was just an absolutely brilliant finish. The strange end for me was goalkeeper's not even doing. No, no. Well, <laughs> he's, he's done brilliant there. Yeah, yeah, I know. But the goalie's not even doing. He's I, su- I suppose you're, if you're the keeper, you're, you're meant to try and stay as big as you can for as long as you can, but... Keep, I don't know, can. It's not like the keeper makes it easy for him, but he doesn't really do anything, does he? He just kind of comes out. Kujo thinks, this is this is a gift. Mm. Uh, and I was so glad that he got a goal, because as I say, I think, differently for you, obviously, you hate him. Uh, <laughs> wow. But I, think, but I think he's been getting better and better and better. And he was just similar to the way I feel now about Tony Watt. Like, I think he's joking for a goal. I would Choke love him. him. I'd love him to get a goal, and that's the way... When Cujo's went in, I was celebrated at a wee bit of merd just because mm-hmm. I was so happy for him. Yeah, the chairman of the Tony Watt Supporters Club was saying that to me on Friday night. It's like he just he needs a goal, and he, he does. does. Yeah, he really does. Um, he needs to go and see a different barber as well. But anyway, uh-huh. no, no, that I can talk. Well, we can't talk. <laughs> no. So take that back. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. No danger. <laughs> I mean, Lego head. Uh, but it, w- it was a good start. Now it was a really good. He did. He took his goal really well. He did, and and. When we sum up the game, I've got mere into it, right? But he did. He took his goal really, really well. What as a as a United fan, two is never enough. No, no, of course. We've seen this movie before. But then Sybil then smashes the bar. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and then soon was to get him his in name on the score sheet to make it number three. Again, another great move. It was, yeah, and it was all it felt like it was all one way traffic. Uh like ev- everything that was that was there wasn't a much in fairness that was coming up to to our backline was dealt with very very easily, and we were looking dangerous ourselves at the other end. And Sybil, as you say, he's hit the bar with a shot that was in fairness. It looked like it was I was going. I thought it was going over, and then it's kind of dipped at the last minute. It's not like you thought it was going in and it's hit the bar. Uh, but then for the goal, it was another. Sean Dillon would say it was an assist. It was maybe just a lump up the park to to Louis Mole, who's won his header. And Sybil's first touch, and then again, if you've seen it back or no, Rondo, but his first touch is phenomenal because he just takes it in his stride away from the defender on his good foot, and then he just places it. Are you it telling me Sean Burton couldn't do that? I, I don't think he's got that in his locker. <laughs> but then I've, I've slated Kujo for no hearing things in his locker, and he's, his locker's been given an extension, apparently, because there's a lot in it now. Was it one of those uh, feelings at 3 0 you're thinking? Is this really hard then? Is this the same United? It's no, but you can't what I mean. No, 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 because I was confident before it. It's, it wasn't a... I, w- I, wasn't a surpri- I was surprised that we were 3-0 up so comfortably so, okay. and so soon. But I wasn't, a, I wasn't a surprised. I was maybe... 
like when the next thing goes in, I was thinking, Christ Almighty, like, this could be anything. Uh, but to be three up in what was it, thirty-five minutes or whenever it was, uh, nah, it was uh, eleven twenty-five, then thirty-seven. 30, and nah, it was it was deserved. Like it wasn't even like you're thinking, oh well, we've had three shots, we've scored three. Nah, like we've we've had ah uh, the bar, we've created ah uh, the chances, bar one. Oh. Uh, it was merited to, to be three 0 up at that point. Was merited, I thought. Yeah, and then Louis Moult, who's already at this point, has got a hat trick of assists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then, just thought he'd put the ball in the net so exactly. be as well be as well because you've done nothing else uh, and again could you could you see in a pass that no many people saw and I think the clever thing was the Louis Moult run you could see that's where and I can what he gets paid but that's probably what he's getting paid for because he sees the runs that a lot of boys win a, uh, and a great finish like the, when, I've, when I've watched the game back they've said that's an easy finish for him but if it is it's because he practices it all the time you know but it's it's just a great finish it was, yeah, it was a, a really nice move again. Um, you know, Tony Watt goes out wide, creates the space for Cujo to go inside. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, another point that I'm making about Matthew Cujo, mm-hmm. is that see when he releases the bar, that's what happens. Of course. And yeah. this is my, no, it's not that I hate him or don't like well, The frustration is when he gets into situations, you just think, you should have passed that like five seconds ago. These are the wee things. The th- the flip side on it is being in this team, being in the championship and being under Jim Goodwin, mm-hmm. he will get more opportunities and that can only be a good thing. And he'll get away with more mistakes. Oh, 100%. At this level. 100%. Uh, and, and there will be, but that's it, there will be mistakes. Yeah. And, be mistakes. and that, that's my frustration. It's not a, a dislike to him. It's, he, I like, he, he, he's, he's, he goes at players. I get that. It's the decision making, and I know people go, ah, but he's he's young, and he, yeah, but at times we need that to happen. Mm-hmm. You see, when he makes a quick decision, to he's got other time in the world. He's not got other time though. He's got loads of time to decide what he's doing with the goalie, right? Mm-hmm. But if we took that back to last season, if he's just come off the bench two minutes, he might miss it. He might hit the goalie, but he's played in these runner games, got the confidence, and then when he makes that pass. That's the type of thing I'm screaming at. In the f- second half, he was in a similar situation. Now, because of where I was stood, I was at the water side, kind of in line with him, no quite 18-yard line. So they didn't. I don't think they showed it in the highlights, and I don't really remember. See, I did watch it back, but I was getting at the old nod and dog. You're running into traffic. It. You're running into traffic again. Yeah. Whereas when you look back, there's, a pa- there's two or three passes on, mm-hmm. but these are, like you say... He might get away, you get away with that, it's four and a half up. But mm-hmm. these are just, if he just releases that, I think you'll see a totally different player. Because I think there is a bit of problem. He, he's, he'll take the ball in, he'll take it in tight spaces, he doesn't really care, he'll take it wherever. Mm-hmm. Off the ball, there's a lot of work still to be done, but I think that's been noted. But again, going to your point, you will be afforded the mistakes mm-hmm. to, to make them, as providing obviously it doesn't lead to a goal every mm-hmm. week. But if you lose the ball 20 yards for their goal, we should be okay, you know, given the way we play now and the intensity we're playing with. But that was mine. And to see him get a goal and assist, great. And I, I said it this morning in a, in a group chat, as I said, to beat around the bush, whatever you think my views are on Matthew Cujo, that is his best game in the United Chap. 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, it couldn't be any better. Yeah, but we've said that, or I've said that the last few weeks, like, he's getting better and better and it's going to come. Like, I think, I think his teammates love him, which will give him a lot of confidence. The fans love him. We were 
missed it. We're all singing his name, some of uh, <laughs> And it's it's only like nothing bad can come for that. Like he can only take confidence from that. Yeah. And if he doesn't, then he's never going to make it as a player. If he doesn't take confidence for feeling the love of your teammates and hearing the love of the crowd, like if if that doesn't inspire you to keep going and to feel confident about yourself and what you're trying to do, then nothing will. And I certainly think he's a player that will know height. Like if no. he does make a mistake, he'll and always he, want the ball. And he mucks in. Last like said a couple of weeks ago, he's never going to be the guy that tracks back. He he does, and it doesn't always come off, but he does work as hard as anybody in that team. And that's something that's and. A notable difference for last season, the amount of pans that get knocked in for the for boys nowhere in Tangerine, we're in green. Uh, it's phenomenal. Like the, You couldn't fault any of them on Friday. And we couldn't say that last season. Which has maybe been shown, given the faith they put in Jim Goodwin staying mm-hmm. on. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, and there was doubts, you know, when you, when you end the season the way we ended it, and then you start the season, the first two games the way we started it, of course there's going to be doubts like it's it would be very hard to to no blink when you're in the middle of that stern contest but like we and I know it's only one game it's only one league game and it's against a part-time team and it's a game that we should win in my opinion but the signs again were positive like I came out of that stadium buzzing because just the level of performance I hadn't seen that for such a long time but we had a good 4th of August last year as as well, people will remember. And then things unravelled really quick. And I don't think it's going to be the same this season. But it is only one game. But that level of performance, I believe, will take us to where we want to be if we maintain that all season. Half-time 4-0 could really be in a better position. And then you think back to the chances, but could have been. <laughs> well, yeah, you could have been. But like it was hugely satisfying. Of course it was, yeah. Like you were four up and it could have been It could have been six or seven. It could have been could have been anything that they wanted it to be. Uh, and the game was over. And it was it was interesting. Like I was thinking, I wonder if we're going to just settle or if I wonder if we're going to go for it. And I was, as a fan, like I'm assuming most people think the same. Like you, you want to batter them. Like, oh, we're four at half time. Cool. Celtic were four at half time against us and battered us. Like, we were hanging on at nine. Uh, I was hoping it was going to be something similar to that. And I'm not saying, like, we weren't just knocking the bar out the back, playing playing for time. We did hit another goal, but it just didn't, uh, like, Scott McMahon tried his best. Uh, but it just, it just wasn't happening. Deco tried his best as well to hit you <laughs> when he should have buried it and he shouldn't have took off Miller Thompson. But. Like there, there was there was further chances in the second half. It just it just didn't fall perfectly for a while, but for nothing. It probably also showed how good we were in the first half, given that it forced our both into three subs as well to try and get something back into the game. Yeah, and like you say, in the second half, you know, I'm not saying the foot was taken off the gas, but it was they they went slightly more defensive. And I thought, again, you're four 0 What do you do? Do you do you stick or twist for our both? If, yeah. I, if I was Arbroath, I would have been just very defensive. Yeah. Because you didn't want Which to I get think an they absolute did. scudding. I think they went a bit uh, like that. And you didn't blame them because the, the game's done. Like mm. The game's done. We've won the game at half time. They've lost it. And they're probably thinking, bigger picture, right? We, we really, really didn't want to get an absolute scalp in here because the team that we're playing can, how much that can demoralise a hell club when you get a scalp in early on mm. in the season. So, yeah, it was. It wasn't as exciting in the second half. But even then, we created chances. I felt that we had a couple of good shouts for penalties. Oh, I was uh, going to ask you about them. Yeah. Well, the, like the first one, Middleton. Now, I was, I'm in the main stand. And I, when I saw it, I thought instantly, that's a foul. 
but because I was in the front row of the stand, so I didn't care if it was in the box or, or if it was doing, doing the, the sideline in front of you. Oh, but right in front of us. But when I've seen it back, I, I've no idea. Like At first, the commentator's like, oh, it's shoulder charge. And then they show the replay. There was no shoulder ever, ever used. It was an elbow into the, like his ribs, kind of like the side, the back of his ribs or something. In the box, it's a foul, it's a penalty. Like There's no question about it. And I just wonder if, because it was one-way traffic, it was 4-0 at that point. But that shouldn't have come into it. Well, that's why I turned around and said, see it 1-0, that's a penalty. Yeah, but that see shouldn't have come into it. So, again, there's no VAR or anything. Because mm-hmm. VAR gives that. If, um, I'm convinced VAR gives that. Now, I think I mentioned it the other week, that now that Bobby Madden's not a referee, he's got an opinion on everything. Mm-hmm. He cannot believe we were looking for a penalty for that. You're joking. He should never have been a referee. He says there's no danger of penalty. No chance. But, but, but what does he think? What shoulder to shoulder. But it wasn't a shoulder to shoulder. It was if, his... it, if it is, then he's right. But it wasn't yeah, a shoulder to shoulder. Exactly. It was elbow to ribs. Yeah. Because I was, I mean, I, I, at the time, and I said the same. Like, see, at 4 0, it didn't bother us as much. Mm-hmm. But at 1 or 2, I'm absolutely screaming for that. But I said I said to, to the lot that were there, I said, see it. 1 see, or 2, that's a penalty. Look at the St. Mern game last year. Like, if we're 4 0 up, I'm that big daft earth dev. Fine. Then you're like, ah, oh, that's a shocking decision, yeah. but we could live with it. But it wasn't that. That cost us. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't hear four and a half, but... I'm trying to think, what, what was the other penalty incident? There was another one, though. That's the Mother breaker, Will. though. Motherwell. No, no, I'm, yes, on Friday. Oh, Miller Thompson, I thought, got pulled back. He did. As he soon absolutely as, as, soon as he come on. Yeah, as yeah. soon as he come on. But, yeah. like, in fairness to the ref, Miller Thompson, he kind of just tries to get on with it because he's young and he doesn't... It's almost like he's he's not experienced enough to... Like, if that had been Tony Watt getting pulled back, I think... It would have been it's a while. Yeah, you'd have been like, oh, come on, fuck Tony, what are you doing? You've you've made you've hammed that up to the point nobody believes you were pulled back. But Miller, he, in fairness to Miller, he tried just to get on with it, and it wasn't until he couldn't get on with it and he lost it by he was like, ref. But by then it was done, mm. but it was a definite pullback on him. Definite. Have you seen the penalty award that Ross County didn't get? No. So again, this is another thing that only because I seen that Bobby Mann was on about it. As Simon Murray goes past Joe Hart while Max and Elsa, and it's it's one of them when they went back, and I do not agree with Chris Boyd any time. But he said, "See if he goes down, he'll get a penalty there because he's trying to stay on his feet." Mm-hmm. And it's like, but it shouldn't have come in. Like, I he's, can't, he's it shouldn't, have, but, but it does. It does it does? And that, get, and that and, and that encourages players to dive. Yeah, I also thought that the penalty they got wasn't a, wasn't a penalty yesterday when I put it on when but Shaw Carlisle got a penalty. Of course so. they did, but. Yes, yeah, Friday. I mean, that's a. They were penalty. I mean, again, I didn't think the referee had a brilliant game either because I think he let a lot go. The boy, the 27, was saying a right go at Dick, Dick, uh, Dick Gallagher the whole time and mm-hmm. into a Declan just killing me here. <laughs> um, but he did he, he had a couple of goals at him, and it's like, what yeah. did, is there any percent? I mean, I know it's the championship, it's meant to be a bit more rugged, but come uh, on, lads. Is, like, is, what's going he, on? But he stood up to it, you know, he didn't. Uh... He's going to be a big player. Of course he is, yeah. like we. I, I can't mind if I said it on here or if I said it to you, but when, when we were in for him, I thought, Christ, I wouldn't have signed him a couple of years ago. But <laughs> yeah. we, but he's, he's said now, that last week on this. But he's, <laughs> but he's our best defender. Mm-hmm. I think he's our best defender. Uh, and I think that'll rub off on the people around him as well. Mm-hmm. One thing I noticed, and I noticed this at Carlisle, when we have a corner, we leave one player back. Yeah. I noticed that what on Friday. What is yeah. going on there? That, that is a bit, uh, a bit dodgy, a and bit risky. I'm going to ask you, what you're looking at, there's no picture here for Paul to see, 
So Grimshaw's the last man, and mm-hmm. their striker's there. What's the distance between our next player? Edge of the box? In yeah. the edge of the box, right right on the line. Yeah. If that ball breaks, mm-hmm. that's a foot race, and there's it? any foul, he's off. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's mental. Yeah, it's 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 risky. You know, it's it's maybe no, maybe it's riskier than uh, than the, the the goal kicks that we're taking these days, where we roll it six inches to Kevin Holt and he passes it over to Declan Gallagher before we'll we'll hump it up the park anyway. But that was noticeable on Friday. Yeah. I did think, how are we only leaving one on, one on one? Like it's we're not chasing the game here. I understand that if you're a goal doing in the last minute, like by all means, <laughs> leave that every time. I've, I know it was. It was bizarre, like, but it's obviously an instruction for the manager. Oh, 100%. Uh, but as you say, like, it, it might only happen once, but there's every chance that the bag gets caught for the keeper, booted up, and if it's a foot race, like, the defender could panic and, and bring the boy down and he's, he's off. <laughs> because he will he will literally be stopping a goal-scoring uh, opportunity. Like, I noticed that Carlisle, but again, because it was a friendly, it was a bit like, maybe this is someone we're trying out. Mm, I never noticed it last week, but I definitely saw it on Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then... I saw it on uh, Friday night and I thought, oh. It'd be interesting <laughs> to hear the end. thinking behind that, eh? Well, uh, listen, they'll, they'll have been a, they'll have studied, somebody with an iPad would have been able to say, well, Ken, what, this is what our both day, this is, they always just only leave yeah, one but up. But just in, but, but that's fine if they do. Yeah. But, the, but, because <laughs> if they put a second day up, you've got to put a second day back. Yeah, but just in, ge- in general, though, you usually leave two against their one. Well, I'm pretty sure that, I think I'm right in saying this, and I've said this a few times, nobody's picked us up on it, so it could be a Dode Fox factor, I know. But at times, I remember Craig Levine leaving, when we were defending a corner, we'd leave three up to make them put four back. Yeah, Ivan Golak used to do it back in the day, and he would put uh, one on each sideline and one in the middle. Uh, and that, that meant that they had to leave four. Uh, and it made the box no as busy. Of course, of course, yeah. But, yeah, that but was... one against one I oh. mean Are you trying to concede? Oh. I mean Do we think that Liam Grimshaw Is Lillian Duram? What are we doing? We must do <laughs> What are we doing? We absolutely must ah, do It's mental It was crazy It really was um, Man of the match Now Nebdy was bad Nebdy was ne- bad No listen Nebdy was bad but this could be interesting depending on who you pick. Because I've seen some people just say, oh, mm. he, the X, what, X and Y were, were this and that and the next thing. Who are you <coughs> picking, Mr. McNichol? Well, and his name will go in our man of the match list. Yeah, well, I would like to say it was Billy Sheehan, Auntie Helen's brother, because he got me a team sheet pre match. And uh, he, I think he. Didn't even see him on it. I think he nicked it for the hospital. He was at the hospital. <laughs> he got me a program and a team sheet. So Billy's my man of the match. But no, uh, on, on the park. I would have said Louis Moult, but I also thought Scott McMahon was absolutely outstanding. So where are you going for? I'm going Louis Moult because he has he has impacted the game more. Like three assists and a goal. If he offers that every week, we will win the league by December. Yes. Yeah. Notable mentions. I think uh, Scott McMahon again. Nebdy was bad. Like I was coming away from the game and, and Leo always asks who who was your man of the match? And I was like it's like Scott McMahon was really good. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm being honest, at the time, at the game, I didn't really appreciate that Louis Moult contributed three assists. I can that you had the flick on, but you kind of you kind of lose track of, of what's happened. Uh, but to hit three assists and a goal, and with, like a couple other chances as well, where he, he could have had others, and he, he, he's also a player that he he's going to get caught offside 
loads of times this season. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it might work in our favour and it might work against us because it'll work in our favour. He might score a couple of offside goals is what I'm trying to say because there's no VAR. Mm-hmm. And it's that tight. But he did get caught a few times on Friday. Uh, but he was he's just outstanding. He's he's a really, really good player. I just hope and pray that, that his body holds up and we can keep him fit. Uh, but as for your other notable mentions, that there was no failures. No. Like Kevin Holt, I, I was not wanting us to sign I was, him. I was going to mention him as well. I was not wanting us to sign him. And again, Spartans game aside, because everybody was dog shit that day. Everybody. Uh, he, he's been excellent. Like you, I kind of fault him. Kind of fault him. Declan Gallagher's come in. He never put a foot wrong on Friday. Liam Grimshaw, he, he's been as steady as you want him to be. The whole mid, the whole midfield's working like Sybald and Doherty are complementing each other perfectly. Again, I thought I, I thought Doherty on Friday was brilliant. He just strolls it, doesn't he? Like again, in an unspectacular way, but he just—it's like he holds the fort. He just puts out fires here, there, and everywhere, and breaks up uh, opposition attacks. Mm. So <laughs> something that we did, we just didn't even attempt yeah. last season. Same as when you've got like Middleton bursting a gut to. To be, yeah, not going to attacks and get back, and I'm, I'm, I'm same as you. Like I don't think MD was bad, and I think we'd we'd spoke about a lot of players, you know, that would make an impression. But I think like Scott McMahon. I mean, I got a text message on Friday during the game, and it was uh, Scott McMahon's not good enough for the Premiership, and I was like, we're not in the Premiership, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and he is, but he was brilliant on Friday. He was, and I thought like when you look at the team. Going into Dunfermline, regardless, I don't think that team changes. Even if Kai no, Fallenham's no. fit, even no, if you do cannot I. change that nope. team going into that. No, nope, neither do I. Injury aside, that that is the, it's their places to lose, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Whether that be due injury or or form or or having an absolute howler or a ninety minutes, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't be fair. But some managers will look at Dunfermline and think, well, they present this different. Uh, oh, listen! We're just playing it normally. We we we're not caring about these tactics and stuff. We're no, just I know, I know. We would play the same team, but like, uh, if there was a change, then you you could maybe think right. Goodwin's obviously changed it because they're presenting this issue, and that team maybe kind of copy that. But me personally, I wouldn't be changing it, and and that's that's me saying that as somebody that would have had Kai in before uh, Middleton, yeah, uh, on Friday if if everybody was fit. But even if everybody is fit, I'm not changing that. But what do you can? I, I can't update nothing, Ron, <laughs> and I'm happy. I'm happy to admit that. Right, let's uh, let's jump on to the voicemails. Let's do it. That we've had, so uh, we will five to play out for you, uh, varying lengths and content, but we'll play them individually. Oh, there's one there. Sixteen. What has that got to be? Seconds. That can't Second. be sixteen minutes. I mean, this is only two seconds, but you'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> Kieran was first to jump in. Here's what Kieran had to say. Going to try and keep this short and sweet. One thing I noticed was. Goodwin was still raging, no matter what the scoreline was. He was still looking for standards to be upped. So uh, there's some players tonight look like they're too good for that level, like Sybild and a few others. But like the performance levels were unbelievable. Um, Kujo, Grimshaw, unbelievable. Scott McMahon too, off the scale. I, I haven't been a big fan of Scott McMahon last season, but he's looking unbelievable. Kevin Holt, I think he's going to be a key signing. He was unreal. And I know a lot of fans aren't happy with his signing, but he looks fucking brilliant. Solid as rock. Tony Watt, what, like the way he's turned things around, I know it's early days yet, but the way he's turned things around, he's working his bollocks off. Louis Malt is a cult hero in the making. 
involved in everything tonight, just like Tony Watt. What can I say? Jim Goodwin's Tanger Green Army. There you go. That's what Kieran had to say. Well, a couple of things to pull Kieran up. Kieran's a good guy. Uh, people that didn't want Kevin Holt to sign. Who, who are they? You. Name them. I think it's name Paul Name and shame them. <laughs> and also Tony Watt. Uh, clearly, I, I was not a big fan of him being vice-captain. And I, would, I probably wouldn't even have kept him around just because of what's happened mm. uh, in, in the recent past. However, like the road to redemption is... Is open for him. Like he's came back, he's apologised, he's said and done all the right things, and most importantly, on the park where, where that's basically the only place that really matters, he's he's performing. You know, mm. uh, like I think me and you both agree, he just needs a goal. He just needs a goal. But but I don't think that's that's no putting his head down. You know, because he knows that he's contributing. Even when he had that good chance on Friday night when he's cut it back, he still tries to pass it. Uh, so I think it looks like it looks like they're all enjoying it, but it looks like Tony Watts enjoying it as well at yeah. present. Uh, Peter jumped on as well. Take all on the shed. Sean to the point. <laughs> what more needs said? <laughs> what more needs said? What more needs said? Uh, some people did. Uh, Lucas was on as well. See, watching that game today, it's like makes you like you forget how much you love going to the football. It's absolutely. I love it so much. I can't explain the feeling. Like, see when. Like Moult and Kujo scored, I fell, I fell forward about seven rows. It's like, and the way we played the day, it's, oh, we should win 36 out of 36 games. That's a big thing you say, but there's no, if they play like that, there's no reason why they shouldn't. There's, a diffi- there's more difficult games, like, our both are shite, but, ah, oh, well, see what happens. Well, he's so, got a point. If we didn't win, th- I said, how when the fixtures came out on that release date, I said, I'm looking for 108 points this season. That's <laughs> that's all I ask. And and I'm on board with Lucas, is 36 yeah. out of 36. So he mentions there, right, uh, about ah, Arbroath are shite and whatever else. And I saw a lot of people even jumping on that saying, ah, but Arbroath are shite, you know, we were all right. Can it not be allowed that we made them look... Mm-hmm. Shite, of course, or average. Yeah, of course. Like, can we? Can there no be a wee bit of credit because we were really good? You know, I mean, they, I think they will struggle. Mm-hmm. Right, I think they will. I, I get that they're the only but part-time team. But you're, you're right. But teams will struggle against them. Hundred percent. But we didn't. No, we didn't. We didn't. We did not. Uh, you might recognise this next guy, Ronnie Paul. Good evening. It's Andrew Raw, Arabrosi, if you will. Almost one o'clock in the morning. Still wide awake, reliving the game in my head. And in fact, I've just watched it from start to finish uh, on the recording. Um, Absolutely outstanding performance. Four brilliant goals. Effort, intensity, desire, willingness to go and chase down and harry and tackle. Um, From the first whistle to the last whistle. uh, Absolutely fantastic uh, performance. Seen a lot of people play it down, not play it down as such, but a few people mentioned, you know, the Arbroaths were really poor. Of course they were, but let's be positive and say that we made them look that way. Uh, Our movement was different class. Uh, We kept finding spaces and pockets uh, in between the lines. We looked dangerous wide. We looked dangerous going through the middle. Um, all 11 players contributed. You know, Jack Walton had one save to make, but it was a really important save at 1-0 with a deflected shot. Um, and he did what he needed to do. Um, really, really happy uh, with tonight. Wasn't expecting it. Thought it would be a bit of a bit of a graft, a 1-0, maybe 2-0 uh, at best. But 
obviously can't argue uh, with 4 0. Lee Mall, outstanding. Scott McMahon got my man of the match. Just for some of the stuff he did, absolutely fantastic. Finally, quick mention Matthew Kujo. I thought he was really good. He was direct, he was quick, um, he got us up the park, he won us some fouls, an assist and a goal, and yet we've still got 50% of the Dodfox podcast <laughs> standing next to me at the match complaining about him. All the best, lads. <laughs> now, I tell you, Ronnie does not like him. It's not totally true. <laughs> I was just getting awfully frustrated when he wouldn't have passed the bar. But that's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's, he's a winger. There's going to be ups and downs, and they're going to happen in the same game. They're going to happen in the same half, probably we, in the same minute. We effectively could have just played that out and just stopped the episode because yeah. he summed up Burton we have in about he 45 did. minutes he did and at one in the morning so hats off to Andrew for that definitely yeah. canned he definitely went him and had cans well, so what if he did like he, he was still absolutely mm-hmm. on the money with that like and it was like that's the one thing like when we left that stadium on Friday it, you felt good mm. you felt absolutely like you look forward to Dunfermline now you can't wait for the Dunfermline game and that's like who knows what will happen but because of what you saw your team produce against whoever it was, like they, they produced a great display, uh, then you just want to see more of it. Final one? Big I'm not being funny, boys, but uh, they should just really promote us now, eh? Because <laughs> I'll just save all the fucking faffing about for the rest of the season. <laughs> Come on, you think you're done back, you bass. Love you, greatest podcast in the world, Faye. Big G. We black job are you bass. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> just day one what other fast and get what promoted well I'm on board with that, if that if just that date can, now if that can happen just date now that. <laughs> if you want to drop us a voicemail you do it anytime doesn't just have to be for the games dotfoxpodcast.com uh, thank you very much to everyone who did drop in and to those that we did uh, play out for you final bit of detail on the Arbroath game the Scrandis Liga mm. you hated the pie didn't you shite you call it the Kujo of pies you didn't like it. You didn't like it. <laughs> it was shite. It was shite. So well, I'll tell you how. Yeah. So I, I went and seen the massive queue and I thought, oh, I've got a get out clause here. Mm-hmm. No, no. They've now got a pear hut at the back. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'm going to need to go. Steak and black pudding. Of course. So where do we start? Uh, you didn't get a lid for your bovril. That was raging. Um, you could have took it because they didn't give me a lid with my juice, but I took it. So that was fine. Then uh, the pie was stuck to the case. Okay, that's never again. good. The steak was chewy. Mm. It was very, very peppery. <laughs> I love uh, a peppery pie. And wasn't wasn't all that great. Now, I will also tell you that someone I know was that um, the Air Morton gave me yesterday. Mm-hmm. Now, whoever one of them out at home, you what? said the pie was very good. No, Martin. I was at that game with Martin and my old man. Martin thought it was the best pie. And it was tasty, but I thought it was really salty. Well, apparently it's like a volcano now. Okay. <laughs> it's roasting. Okay. So yeah, I didn't enjoy it, but I'm assuming given what you said at the start, it was amazing. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, <sighs> I mean, it was, I'm, I'm going to be honest, it wasn't up to the standard that it was the last time. I thought that the black pudding was a wee bit more dry, <laughs> but both pies that were purchased got scrammed. <laughs> Shock. Starving. <laughs> Starving. That was my tea. 
Uh, Dunfermline next week unfortunately not for a stake Bridey uh, they will come to Tannadice on Saturday mm-hmm. on the back of a 2-1 win against new boys in the league Airdrieonians it looked like a game on paper Dunfermline should see the win but for a, they were behind very early, uh, 22 minutes Dunfermline was in 30 and they got the winner in the 65th minute they're a t- again like everyone said I'm not sure we should promote one right now, but I think that's the way it should go. I mean, we should get a few games, then Why they not? should promote one. Why not? Again, shouldn't they be scared going to face teams like that? No chance. No, um, certainly not at home. No chance. 100%. I want to see 100% home record. Or an, you don't want to see shitty defeats or anything like that. Again, get with the traps nice and early mm-hmm. against a Dunfermline team that we actually looking at. Can you tell you what plays for them? I know Dennis is injured at the minute. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyle Benedictus is there. Craig Whiten. Craig Whiten's there. The boy Hamilton's there that was, uh, uh, I think, uh, Arbroath on loan a wee while ago. That's it. Why? We can't be, can't be worrying about that, especially like you say at home. No, no chance. I'm, I'm far too worried about, about this. Uh, it's a game that, that we need to be trying to win. And it's a game that I expect that we win. Uh, it's it's that simple, really. Like they're obviously missing their normal keeper. They're missing a defender. I think the boy got sent off on Saturday. Yep. Breen, whoever Breen is. Uh, no, of course, of course. Like we just there's a, there is still a lot unknown. So like we we've only played one game and it, and we were magnificent. Uh, now people are like, well, it was maybe the opposition. It was maybe this. It was maybe that. We we don't know. Like we've got to have a course of conduct where we can look back in a few weeks and say. Christ, we've played six games here and, and we're still top because we've won five and maybe drew one or, or whatever. But but Dunfermline at home in the second league game, they'll be up for it. They'll be up for it uh, because you know that their manager will have them up for it. Mm. Uh, and I'm sure there'll be songs galore about him. Some of them that maybe are not so good with a lot of people, but as uh, the way it is, I suppose, uh, as a football fan. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, it's an opportunity to to put down a marker because I think most most people from the outside of the league like all the your pundits and everything they think Dunfermline will, will be up there uh, near the end of the season even though they're just a team that like the game that they played at the weekend they were two promoted teams they both came mm. up but people think that Dunfermline will they think they've assembled a decent team and they'll probably be there or thereabouts at the end of the season so like and get another marker laid down get them pumped Absolutely, and uh, all roads lead to Tannadice Saturday afternoon at three o'clock. Um, Just in think? a park too close, and you'll get a ticket. What's that about? Go on the council website if you're not sure about parking. Yeah, because you'll get a ticket. Yeah. So Dundee United B will open their since reserve league cup campaign. Uh, they take on Dundee at Witten Park Tuesday, the seventeenth October. I mean, there's nothing like notice. That's miles for when a game's happening. I'll have Christmas presents purchased about then. Uh, two o'clock kickoff, but also in that um, same item on the website was the club will not take part in the reserve league mm-hmm. this season. Yeah, I, I noticed that, and uh, I didn't really have an opinion on it at all. I'm like the, the club. Jim Goodwin says that we could probably play more competitive fixtures yeah. just arranging them ourselves. Well, if, if he believes that and if that's true, then that's fine. Uh, but then if, if that is true, what is the point in the Reserve League? <laughs> if mm-hmm. you can just randomly, if you can have a friendly that's more competitive than an alleged league, is it because of the rules of it? You have to play X amount of boys that are underage or, or who knows? Eh? Who knows? But just whatever. Like, let's be honest, nobody really cares. If you play 
18 friendlies this year and lose them all. If we win the league, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody that's, cares. A, that's the way I look at it. Nobody cares. Uh, but details that are on the website, uh, uh Right then, I've got a new game to play uh, that Paul, I think, just forgot about mm-hmm. until last night. Mm-hmm. We spoke about it the other week. So, we are going to do our A to Z of Dundee United. We don't have any music for this yet. And the same will tell you. Uh, games are... Uh, Good, bad and the ugly was meant to happen, but Paul forgot about that as well. So anyway, we're still getting back into the swing of things uh, of it. So the A to Z of Dundee United is basically, Paul and I will pick a player whose surname starts with that letter. We'll plead our case of why they should be in our A to Z. We need to have seen them play in our lifetimes. I think that's only fair. And then, when I remember, which is hopefully every week, we will put it on a vote on Twitter every Tuesday Round about 10am, mm-hmm. but it might be before or after, but it'll be on a Tuesday. You could vote for it. Whoever gets the most votes goes into our team. I'm no sold on it, but we'll see. We'll see wow. how it goes. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Uh, right, my first my first player has to be Stuart Armstrong. Has to be. And I'm guessing that you've got him as well. Oh, of course I have. Of course you have. And uh, the reason I've got is just beautiful there. That's the first reason <laughs> on my list, yes. Okay, so if you're picking Stuart Armstrong... Now, I don't know if you've looked at the A's... I'm amazed you've went Armstrong. I'm amazed well, no, you've no, no, went no, no, Armstrong. No, 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 no. So, you need to have two, because you've picked one of them I would pick, right? Because if I had Stuart Armstrong and you had him, then the game's snookered, so mm-hmm. you need two choices. Mm-hmm. So I will go to my substitute Here we go. choice. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm picking. Oh, I know who you're picking, yes. You know who I'm picking. Mm-hmm. I am picking... Anthony Andrew, the beautiful man himself, yep. who in 42 appearances scored 19 goals, looked absolutely beautiful, mm-hmm. and I think was quite surprised he got handed a man in the match bottle iron brew in the mm-hmm. Ironbrew Cup final. Yep. That is my two. I know there's no much of a competition there, but I will also add, when you look at A's that have played for United, you're struggling. You are struggling, but there's there's somebody in my opinion that, that I would rather have my team over... Anthony Andrew. What was your second choice? And that would be Louis Abbey. I'm going Louis Abbey. Peace. I'm telling you, 80 appearances and a mighty eight goals. <laughs> the transformation in Louis for being loaned out to a junior team to coming back the season that we won the championship where he was he was dominant. He was very good that season. There's Over no, Tony Andrew. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and who could ever forget his rocket in the six-two derby he won? I'll give you that. The one thing I'll say, and it's uh, it's probably something that you could say about Tony Andrew as well, like, uh, we never got to see the best of Louis when we were in the top league. And I think Tony Andrew was only with us for a season. Was. Uh, so, again, championship level. So, yes, we are... I'm, I'm not going to say we're scraping the barrel, because I would happily hear Louis in my team any day of the week, because I like Louis, and he'd probably kill us if I didn't put him in my team. But uh, there's an argument to be made. Like I think Stuart Armstrong strolls into the team out of the three of them, clearly. But if you're arguing Louis Abbey and Tony Andrew, it'll be interesting to Listen, see what people say. Some weeks, I think there will be. It'll be close. I don't think it's going to start close this week. Given Stuart Armstrong for United was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know, wasn't as beautiful as Tony Andrew. Probably slightly better here. But but I think some weeks. It's going to be tough. Now, it's hard to plead my case, mm-hmm. right? When it's 
when it's Tony Andrew against Stuart Armstrong. Because you're blinkered. Right? No. You're blinkered. But I think if you were to take Stuart Armstrong about it and it goes Andrew versus Apare, it'd be interesting. But that's another way. I think it'll be a landslide victory. Might be. You know, and, d- and fine. You know, and that's all it is. Mm. And some weeks I'll plead my case even more. But I knew, it's, I, I, I don't know why I even let you go first. Because I get, but I still think regardless, it would have been landslide for whoever was picked against Stuart Armstrong. Because he had that good a career at United. And he had those two, three years he was like, mm-hmm. exceptional. Yeah, and, and as a United fan, I can remember when he came into the team and but he, he looked raw, but you saw something in him straight mm. away and he just got better and better and better. And obviously the caveat to Stuart Armstrong's time at Tannadice is the end of it. But I, I didn't even blame him for that. I, I think he was more forced out than he actually wanted to go. And mm. he was always going to go because like, he had he had hit a level where he was going to be able to earn a lot more money elsewhere. So I, I didn't hold that against him. It was just unfortunate for me and you's point of view that that he went when he went and he went where he went. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was the ultimate kick in the balls. But uh, uh, I, I, I would rather have my, my Louis or your Tony. Nonsense. Head over to our Brad Door Fox podcast on Tuesday. Cash your vote. I'd play along to the Door Fox podcast A to Z of Dundee United. The women's team, Paul. Yeah, well, it's... Uh, you start with fixture news or sad news? I, I, you could deal with the fixtures. I, I'm, I'm struggling to get over the loss with a star striker, star player, player of the year for the last three seasons, probably. Uh, Danny McGinley slash Finlay, because she's now married. Uh, I, that is a massive loss to, to the club, because if she wasn't scoring the goals, she was usually setting them up. And... It's, it continues along. We like they've lost. They've now lost Danny McGinley. They lost uh, Jade McLaren. She contributed uh, with some goals. Neve Guthrie. She was finding her feet at that level. She's just a young lassie. It's a lot to replace in in one summer. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. I think it might now be. Like, I am. I used to jokingly predict seven 0 victories and for week to week and whatever. I think it's going to be tough this season. And that and I say that before I've seen any any of the, the sign-ins, any games or, or anything like that, but I just think when you lose somebody of the calibre of Danny McGinley for your team, somebody that's more than just the goal scorer, you know, she was she was such a big part of that uh, captain as well a lot of the time and it's going to be a struggle to replace her, so good luck to Mr Hart in doing so. 74 appearances, 73 starts, 60 goals, 31 assists. I, I mean, how do you replace that? <laughs> How do you replace it? Like the season starts next week, I believe, mm. and they just found out through the week that she was going to heart. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it might be a bit of a struggle this season. Yeah, it could be. Uh, they have had a game uh, picked for TV. It's going to be on BBC Sports Scotland Sunday, twenty seventh of August. Uh, it's a small matter of an away game against Celtic. <laughs> that is lambs to the slaughter stuff. It really is. Mm. It really is. Uh, I, I've no doubt I'll watch it, but. I might hear watch it behind the couch. <laughs> behind the couch. <laughs> uh, don't forget, the Community Trust have still got the final week of the summer camps for 2023. Down the and as Paul said a couple of weeks ago, all the best to everyone who is in training for the kilt walk, which mm. must only be a 
a week or so away now. Two two weeks. Yeah, I think it's on the, the 20th. Uh, so yeah, 20th, 20th. Around about there. Uh, it's two weeks today anyway. Yeah, so good luck to everybody that is doing it. And of course, if you want to join the foundation, dusf.scot for all those details. Uh, well done to all our winners on the uh, Jimmy Max signed print. Uh, they'll be out to you this week as well. Thank you very much uh, for Jimmy Mack for signing them. Uh, who's, um, well, we're talking about the uh, the episode, Paul, and obviously it's, it's done really, really well. Like, it's mm-hmm. done really well. Probably better than we might have thought it would have done. Uh, and even this week, we had a, a, we've had a lot of really nice comments. People are just finishing it, given the length of it as well. Mm-hmm. But we then we got a tweet out the blue mm-hmm. yesterday. Yep, and it was uh, it was somebody that was quite nice about it and saying, oh, if, if you see if you see Jim again, tell him I says hi. So I thought, right, I'll screenshot that. I'll just send it on. I don't again why this boy is. And it was one of the boys that the story was about when Brian Clough met these two guys in Sunderland and took them to the game in Newcastle and then. Like gave them a job further down the line, looked after them for a while. So it was it was uh, it was that gentleman that got in touch, <laughs> which was quite surprising, uh, and it, it did make me message Jimmy back back. Wow, yeah. Like when he confirmed that it was that, but I couldn't I couldn't believe that he had listened to it and and he loved it as well, you know. And uh, it, it's it's I suppose it's funny that 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 boy still remembers. Jim McAnally more than like, but you'll still remember Brian Clough clearly, but he's still got such a, a strong memory of, of McAnally. So uh, it was a bit of a, an eye opener or a, a tweet to receive for the boy when I realised who it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's got he's written a book about mm-hmm. about the the whole time with, with the Cloughs and the family and all that. Uh, and it even wasn't that I didn't even put two and two together when I when I saw Same. it and I sent it to Paul and it was like wow, like, it was it was crazy that yeah, it was yeah you know and even even now. Uh, after putting up the the clip of the uh, Hoostra tackle, it has upset all the all the right fan base. <laughs> the amount of blocks I've had to put on this week across <laughs> our social media, who which was funny because they were awfully quiet yesterday, come about <laughs> half past nine or whenever the game finished. But it was um, yeah, it's been unbelievable that putting that clip up. That's been seen like forty thousand times or something. Someone yeah, daft. That's, that's not enough, Rondo. Incredible. That, that, needs, that needs to be on TV. Bang! Have that <laughs> on a loop. Right on this day, in association with Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since two thousand six, the seventh of August is our focus today. You've got a mix of games. Nineteen eighty two. It was the first competitive action of the. A new term. It took place at Dens Park. United took on Dundee. Now, 1982, Paul. Mm. Just keep that there. This was the final of the Forfarshire Cup from season 79-80. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. That is a, an absolute shambles of a tournament. It certainly used to be. You'd play you'd play a couple of games and then you'd hear nothing about it for years. And then, Oh, that's the final. The final? When did we play these games? Ah. Four years ago. Is there even a cup? Ah, the boys that were in the semi, none of them are still here. Fine. <laughs> 9,000 fans for an attendance to see what side of the street would pick up silverware. Of course, it was United. Ralph Mullen, David Dodd scoring another win at Dens. The champions were in town in 2021 as 4,600 Arabs returned to the terraces. It was the first substantial crowd inside Tannadice for almost 17 months. Jamie Robson's goal was not just the first league goal celebrated at Tannadice since Dylan Powers' thunderbolt against Patrick Thistle on the 7th of May 2020. 
but after a predictable five minutes of injury time, Don Robertson's whistle sounded to secure a famous victory for Tam Court's Tangier Army. Remember a voicemail saying that, Faye? Somebody, you remember, remember, we've got a voice, a drunken voicemail one night. I do, yeah. After somebody coming mm-hmm. to the clubby, yeah, yep. remember that. Uh, and we basically gave Rangers their first league defeat in 41 matches. It was a deserved result for Arabs who'd gone over 60 months without seeing their team win in the flesh. Yeah, I remember it well. Great day, wasn't it? It was brilliant, yeah. Great assist by Sporla, meant it. Of course, he did, yeah. He clipped it off a uh... Stephen Davis right nipple or something and it landed perfectly for Jamie uh, yeah that was it was quite an emotional day because as you say that was the first time we'd, we'd had two games where 500 yeah. fans or something that doesn't were count doesn't count they were push uh, but I mean looking at that you're like 4,600 at a game against the Rangers like, that's rubbish but it didn't feel like that that day because we were all over the stadium uh, and it was quite noisy probably not as noisy as a full house but it was just a good atmosphere that day and as you'll remember that was a week after we put in an absolute dire performance up at Pataudry where and miss people heading to that game were thinking Christ I'm looking forward to going back but I think we might get absolutely hammered here and we're going slay the behemoth for, uh, for Govan they like getting bit 1-0 in the opening day of the season they, 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 well, they, they it's do. quite fun uh, our signings today 36 goals in 91 games, a double League Cup winner. And in recognition of his contribution to United, he was inducted in the Hall of Fame. 2014 signed on this day, 1979, for £100,000. Willie Pettigrew. Mm-hmm. Yep, never, I think I've ever seen him play, but we did meet him at the Rep, uh, and he was quite an honest guy. Mm. I think that's fair to say. He yeah. just called it like he saw it. Mm. Uh, but he, he was a very good signing back then. Obviously, he helped us get over the line with a couple of trophies. Yeah, one for one of the young team uh, who will be hoping to make a breakthrough this season signed on this day 2020, Miller Thompson. Yep, and should have had a penalty. Should have had a penalty. Mm, for his birthday. Or for his, no, his birthday, sorry, for uh, his signing. anniversary of signing. Yes, yes. indeed. And, and, uh, what's your anniversary present? Penalty. Penalty. That deck all that offers. That's what Deco does. I wonder if, I still wonder if he might be one that goes out on loan, Miller Thompson. Maybe, maybe. It's hard to say, isn't it? Uh, but who, well, who was, who was on the bench that you wouldn't normally put on the bench? Like there was Kai, there was Mochrie that are injured, so you'd think they maybe be one rung above Miller Thompson. But if he's here and he gets minutes, like I said to you last season, a good few times he's he's got something. Like, and I keep saying that about these boys, he's got something, but he does. Like he's quite lively. He's uh, he can score a goal. He can he can take a chance. Mm. Uh, he just needs to learn when somebody's pulling his top at the deck. Yeah. Speak to Tony, he'll can. He'll tell you. He'll, 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 he'll be a master. Uh, birthday mentions then a man who was part of the team that eliminated holders Barcelona from the 66 67 Fairs Cup. Leonard Wing is 88 today. Mm-hmm. He also, as you just told me, he, Paul. He also scored in the massacre of 65 at Dens Park when we gave the wee team five. There you go. And finally, a man who has no biography on the Arab archive. Why not? Which might tell you how good he was. Signed by Tommy McLean in 1998. He only made six appearances. Jean-Jacques Missy Missy is 55 today. Played against us. He did for Trabs on Sport. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, as I said to you, and you were laughing about that at the start of the episode, well, before we started recording, uh, I was like, I can remember him doing one thing for... For United, and it was down at the corner, 
between where the shed and the seggy was. He'd he done some sort of piece of trickery and he skinned a couple of men. But apart from that, uh, there's, there's, there's no other memories. <laughs> None. I do remember. His, well, his name, like his name is obviously, it's a funny name, isn't it? Missy, yeah. Missy. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't really have much of a memory. This is a thing, I mean, going into our uh, fifth season now of the podcast and when you get, there's obviously been a hell of a lot of players that we've had on, on this day because we've pretty much done this for the start, mm-hmm. like sign-ins and birthdays and something like that, you're thinking, you should have remembered somebody who's played six games, right? Because I can't even remember a game. And his name's obviously quite unique in that. But at the same time, how much money have we spent on utter shite? <laughs> every every team could say that, though. That's, that's just that's the way it is, isn't it? <laughs> but we've spent a lot. <laughs> if we could get half of it back, we would be in the Champions League, probably. <laughs> we, we your budget absolutely unreal <laughs> unreal anyway they're filming the visitors on Saturday to Tanadice how do you think we're going to get on we're at Dode Fox Podcast on social media you can of course vote on the 8 as Eric Dundee United on Tuesday check out our brand new website dodefoxpodcast.com uh, you can get uh, shop items on there as well you can leave us a voicemail you can read reviews you can get all the links to all the episodes as well, all online, dodefoxpodcast.com. Do have a great week, stay safe, and as always, don't forget to wash your hands and your arsehole. Mm-hmm.